0: Welcome to Precepts of Faith. This is Conrad DeVries. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into God's word today. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the precious, holy, written word of God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead who is God upon this earth, who is with us and in us, all of us, every believer. He is the teacher. He is the guide. And I yield myself to him tonight to speak through me the very thoughts that he has for every one of us. And I pray for every listener right now and everyone that ever ever will listen to these words of God, that the Holy Spirit, as the teacher and the guide, we're dependent upon him to unveil to unfold, to illuminate, to reveal um, what the Holy Spirit wants each person to receive um, and have ministered to them. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, today I'm going to be ministering on um, the present-day ministry of Jesus Christ. Um, I want to begin by talking about his earthly ministry before we get into his ministry that he has for today. When Jesus was upon the earth, um, of course, he came uh, in his humanity, born uh, of a virgin, lived a sinless life. Um, in his earthly ministry, um, he paid our penalty for sin, uh, sickness, and poverty, Um He went to the cross, um, and in his death, burial, and resurrection, he took our place and became our substitute. Um, Then he rose from the dead, uh, was seen upon earth um, for 40 days uh, with many infallible proofs, then ascended into heaven and sat down at the Father's right hand. Uh, Since he has sat down there, um, he has been extremely busy, Carrying on his present day ministry, he has four ministries that he's carrying on today. One is as mediator, that is for sinners. The other three are all for believers. He is our advocate, he is our intercessor, and he is our high priest. All of those are for believers. He's now seated at the right hand of the Father. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I want you to notice that after he finished his earthly ministry and ascended into heaven um, and sat down at the Father's right hand was after he had by himself, uh, not by the Holy Spirit helping him, not by the Father helping him, none of us are helping him, he by himself uh, purged our sins. um, We've talked before and ministered some on the Son of Man, uh, the difference in the humanity and the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, And we see here when he sat down, um, he sat down at the Father's right hand. Sometime we'll go more into that um, because that is when the Father turned to him and gave him a name uh, above every name. That name Jesus um, was a very common name on the earth. But when the Father gave him that name and gave him to be heir, H-E-I-R, heir of all things, the one that had created all things, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. But when he had completed his earthly ministry, he had become worthy through his humanity, through the penalty of his death, burial, and resurrection, his sinless life on the earth, um, to receive a name above every name um, and to inherit all things. By doing that, um, through his humanity and being seated at the Father's right hand, uh, then that enabled us to become joint heirs by putting our faith and trust um, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus is the god man 100% god 100% man he is the only one that could be the perfect mediator between a holy god and sinful men and women upon the earth in 1st timothy chapter 2 and verse 4 it says who will have all men to be saved Notice that first part of that verse, that is beautiful. Some people think people are predestined to be saved and some are predestined to be lost. But let's just take what the Bible says. Who will have all men, that includes women, to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Verse verse 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is the mediator. He's the mediator for all sinners um, that are going to God um, to be born again, to be saved, um, and that he is the mediator between a holy God, God the Father, because him being 100% man and 100% God, then he can represent man fully, and he can represent God fully. He is the perfect mediator. I'm not going to read the verses, but in the book of Job, beginning with verse 2 for several verses, Job was looking for a daysman or an umpire, one that could reach a holy God and communicate on behalf of sinful man. In the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, it says, Jesus saith, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. No human being, no man or woman, boy or girl, can come to the Father except through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the mediator. He is the one for every every person that will ever be saved. He's very busy just in this area of being a mediator, between sinful people and a holy God. In Hebrews chapter 9, uh, in verse 15, it says, and for this cause, um, he is the mediator of the New Testament. The New Testament is the new covenant. It's the will or covenant that's in place today. He is the mediator of that covenant, I want us to begin to go on now to Jesus is our advocate, um, and this is talking about to every one of us as a believer. In the Amplified Bible, in the book of John, chapter 14, and verse 26, I won't read it all, but it gives He will send us another comforter who will be with us, He will teach us and guide us into all truth. Um, and the Amplified brings out that He is our comforter, He's our helper, He is our counselor he is our advocate. Jesus Christ is our advocate today. Satan is an accuser of the brethren. In the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10 it says and I heard and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser, catch this, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our god day and night right now we're living in that period of time this this verse put it in the past tense but right now satan is the accuser of the people of god that are upon the earth in the book of job chapter 1 verses 6 through 12 i'm not going to read all of those verses But when the sons of God came up before the Lord, the Bible says Satan came also with them. And God said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that he is a perfect and upright man upon the earth? And Satan said, You have a hedge around about him. If you'll take that hedge down, then he will curse you to your face. Now, God said he was a perfect and an upright man. He was a, perfect means a a mature, a, a fully developed person. But we will find that Job had a hole in his hedge. He had fear. He said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Because he was offering sacrifices so frequently for his sons, he had fear that they would be lost somehow, and he had unforgiveness against his friends. So God said, you can do anything to them, but you can't take his life. And so Job had a hole in his hedge, even though Satan didn't know it. Satan doesn't know everything. He knows a lot of things, but he doesn't always know everything. And in this case, he did not know that Job had a hole in the hedge that God had around him. And so when Satan came up before God, um, he was accusing, he is the accuser of the brethren. Uh, and today, Satan is an accuser of the saints and children of God um, on the earth today. Um, let me read in the book of 1 John, uh, chapter 1, beginning with verse 8. Um, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, the word sin there is in the singular. If we say that we do not have the sin nature or the ability to sin, then we deceive ourselves. In verse 9, if we confess our sins, if we yield to the sin nature and commit sins, then those sins have to be forgiven. If we confess our sins, um, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us um, from all unrighteousness. When a person gets born again or a person gets saved, um, they do not confess all of their sins that they have committed to God to receive forgiveness. In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 he says um, that if thou shalt confess um, with thy mouth the Lord Jesus um, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, um, thou shalt be saved, uh, verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness um, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. At that time, that is a sinner that has never known God, never been born again or saved. When they come to God and receive Jesus Christ as their Savior, believe that he is the Son of God, that he rose from the dead, receive him as their Lord and Savior, all their sins that they have ever committed are remitted right then Every one of them, all at one time. But then, when a person as a believer sins, then you must get forgiveness for those sins. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, and verse 12 neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven where among men where they may be saved than the name of Jesus. He is the only means of salvation. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 30, um, where Paul and Silas were in prison and they were praising and worshiping God and an earthquake came and opened the prison doors and the jailer was fearful for his life. um, And of course he came to them and he wanted to know how could he be saved. um, In Acts chapter 16 and verse 30, um, and brought to them out and said sirs what must I do to be saved verse 31 and they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in all thy house there is no other way to get saved or born again than believing and receiving Jesus Christ as Savior religions around the world are trying to get to God please God to receive salvation, to make it into heaven by all kinds of means. That some of them think, if they're down the streets and they're beaten and bleeding, their backs are bleeding, that they will do enough to appease the gods. Uh, people worship uh, statues. They 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 try to go through other people. You can't do anything to get born again to be saved except believe for yourself on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can pray for people to get saved. You can fight demons off of their life to give them room, you might say, to to have breathing room so they can have a choice to accept God. But every person must receive Jesus Christ personally for themselves. No one can pray someone else in. No one can Stand in the gap for someone else to be born again and pray for their salvation. Everyone must receive Jesus Christ for themselves. But then after you're born again, in 1 John 1, 9, this scripture is not talking about sinners. This is talking about Christians that sin. That if if we sin... If we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In the book of first John chapter two and verse one it says My little children, talking about believers, these things write I unto you that, that ye sin not. It is God's will that a believer does not sin. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And this is where Jesus comes in as the advocate or the one taking the place of another for Christians or for believers that commit sins. I want to give you a picture of, of what it looks like in heaven God the Father is the judge Satan is the chief prosecutor and Jesus is the defense attorney so when a when a Christian sins um, the devil who accuses the believers day and night before the Father he will go before God in heaven and say, so and so, one of your children has committed a certain sin. And the father, the judge, will turn to Jesus and say, what does the record say? If that person has taken First John 1, 9, if they said, Father, I have sinned, I did wrong, I've missed the mark, I ask you to forgive me, I receive that forgiveness, and by faith they are forgiven of that sin, then Jesus will look at the record and he'll turn back to the Father and he will say, there is no account, there is no record. Because you cannot pay for the same sin or the same fault twice. It's called double jeopardy. But if that person has not asked forgiveness, if they've just tried to do better, if they've just tried to live a better life, well, I'm not going to do that again well i'm I'm trying a lot harder then when Satan accuses them and they come up before the Father, he'll turn to Jesus and say, "What about it? Is there any record here for what Satan is accusing this believer for?" And Jesus will say, "Yes, Father, it's on the record here they They uh miss the mark." Um, They did something they shouldn't have done. They got resentment. They had jealousy. They had unforgiveness. Um, They were not uh, obedient to what you told them to do. Um, And so then that person would have a hole in their head, so to speak. Um, They would have a door for the devil to get in. the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. You say, my, my, we have to get forgiveness for every sin after we are born again? That's right. Before you were born again, uh, when you accepted Jesus then, all your sins were remitted. But now, every sin uh, that you commit, uh, you must ask forgiveness uh, for each and every sin and receive forgiveness. uh, And then, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. The way I think of it and the way I do myself, um, I think of every situation as far back as I can remember from the time I was born again, anything I did against someone, anything I said, any place I missed the mark, anywhere I did anything, Holy Spirit, show me, reveal to me anything, anything I'm not even aware of, um, and I take those things to the Father in Jesus' name, and I confess those things. and by faith in him, I receive forgiveness for those things that way, I am walking in the light that I have. And he tells us there in first John chapter one, he says, "If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So you want to go back, you know if if you miss just a little something. If you if you if you get resentment, you know you know it's impossible that offenses will not come. But when offenses come and little hurts come, you want to get rid of those as quick as possible. You want to walk in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, uh, not provoked and uh, not get resentment, uh, not touchy, not ill mannerly, not puffed up, not provoked. All of those kinds of things. Uh, you want to. Uh, watch yourself, keep your life um, so that and get rid of any and everything uh, so that Satan has nothing that he can accuse you before God of. Uh, Jesus is our advocate. praise God. I know this is kind of a heavy teaching or a heavy word here. Uh, in this Bible study, but what a blessing it is. Amen? In Psalms 119, verse 11, he says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Getting in the word of God, the word of God is like a light. The entrance of thy word giveth light. You get in the word of God. Oh, I didn't realize that that resentment. I didn't realize that I'm carrying around that hurt. You know, you say, well, I'm just waiting on them to ask forgiveness. Um, well, don't don't depend on someone else and wait on them to, to apologize or to do something. Just go ahead and wipe their slate clean. God, I forgive them. Uh, I wipe their slate clean. I erase anything. Um, I love my enemies. I'm praying for them that talk about me and despitefully use me. Um, I'm walking in love Um Put on the whole armor of God um, by faith. Uh, put on the breastplate. He says of faith and love. Um, by faith I forgive them. By faith, um, uh, really, one of the best ways to forgive other people is. Sometimes you say, "Well, I just don't feel like I'm forg- uh, that I have forgiven them." Forgive them by faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, just as you would cast that sycamore tree into the sea and it should obey you, he says. He's talking about forgiveness. How often should we forgive? Seven times. He said 70 times seven in one day for the same sin. In other words, as quickly as possible, get that sin, get that hurt, get that resentment, get anything out of your life. If you miss the mark, if you make a mistake somewhere, praise God. One of the great ministries of Jesus today for the believer is he is our advocate. He is there as the defense attorney, he is waiting for us to take First John 1, 9 and say, Father, I, I, I did wrong here. I let myself get upset. I got in the flesh. I said something I shouldn't have said and confess it before him and get rid of it. Anything you can think of, confess that before God the Father in Jesus' name and by faith receive forgiveness for that. As you walk in the light... Of everything that you know and you are you've received forgiveness for anything you can think of anyone you have hurt anything you have done even if they've already left this world and um, father i forgive them i don't know why they did that but it but by faith i forgive them even though they've already gone to their reward i forgive that first grade teacher i forgive that high school teacher i forgive that person on that job where i was ten years ago I forgive anything I can think of and get the slate wiped clean. And as you walk in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. Praise God. Then when Satan comes up day and night accusing the children of God, and the Father Judge turns to Jesus, our advocate, And he says, what about this? What was so-and-so here? Is there a charge? And he turns and looks to the record. Then he turns back to the father and says, there is no penalty. There is no guilt. There are no charges against that person because Jesus has already paid the price for every sin that will ever be committed. But it's up to you and I to activate that part of the Word of God. It's up to you and I to take 1 John 1, 9, uh, confess those sins um, and receive that forgiveness um, so that the slate um, is wiped clean. The other two parts um, of the minister, present-day ministry of Jesus is the intercessor And the high priest, which are beautiful areas, Um, we're not going to have time today to cover those. Most likely, we will do that in our next in our next Bible lesson. But I just encourage you to take the word of God. Um, If there's a hole in your hedge anywhere, if you've given any place, if there's a chink in your armor, the armor of God, um, just find that place and close it up. um, Neither give place to the devil. Don't give him a foothold anywhere. And don't wait on someone else um, to come to you that's done you wrong. You say, well, you know, they they just shouldn't have said that. They shouldn't have treated me that way. Um, I just can't get over what they did. By the grace of God, you can get over it and get over it now. Amen. Uh, In other words... You you get you you keep yourself um, in the love of God. The Bible talks about I believe it's First John five eighteen. He he that's born of God sinneth not, um, and he keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Um, it's up to you and I to keep ourselves. Um, every one of us are priests unto God. We'll see later. Jesus Christ is our high priest. Uh, we don't pray to Jesus. We pray to the Father God. We go through the Lord Jesus Christ as our high priest. We will see later. But when we, when we miss the mark, let's go to him. Let's get it clear. Let's get it erased. Let's receive forgiveness. Um, and if anyone is do, does you wrong as quickly as you can, forgive them. It doesn't matter if they ever apologize, if they ever come and say they were wrong. You go ahead and forgive them. Wipe their slate clean by faith. Forgive them. Let there be no place that the devil can accuse you or find a hole in your hedge. Well, God bless you, and I'm just praying for the Holy Spirit to open his word and bring to your remembrance what he has for you in this word. Amen. Thank you.